I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina on a cold January morning. I'd never forget. The doctor held me in his arms and I looked him in the eyes and I told him, one day, I'm gonna be in judgment day. And wouldn't you know it, that dream came true. Mm-hmm. We've been through a lot together. Money in the bank, the women's royal rumble, the judgment day in your house. The judgment day is an unbreakable bond. For the last time, you are not in the judgment day. Sure, we may argue from time to time, I'm not in the judgment day if I lose this match tonight, but you're not in it if you lose either. J.D. McDonough, he's out of judgment day! But now that J.D. is gone, we are real, real family now. Real, Finn, Priest, Tom and Nick Mysterio. Even though I never met Nick, he's still my brother. Finally. I want to send a message to every WWE superstar on behalf of the Judgment Day. Listen closely. We are always here. If you want to talk, if you need to show you the crowd, as we always say in the Judgment Day, live, laugh, and love. Listeners and newcomers, it's me, Eric B., the Raw Dog, and I am joined here today by a very special and a very happy, happy, happy birthday boy, Randy C. himself. He is eating banana cake and he is loving his day. Randy, how are you, fella? Hey, thank you for that. Yay, happy birthday to me. It's me, Randy C., and as usual, we are powered by Podstars. Get ready to take your podcasting career to the next level with www. Sorry, Podstars. www.podstars.net. Also by Destiny Wrestling. It's official. The Indie God Matt Cardona will square off against Tarek in the main event of Reckless February 24th in Oshawa at the Children's Arena. As well as a new sponsor here. Eric, what's that? Gimp Apparel, yes, yes, Gimp Nation is here. Get your Gimpy Apparel at, just direct message him. His name's Jason Mitchell. It's just not you. a name. It's a lifestyle. GimpApparel.com. Oh, and last but not least, of course, Chiquita Bananas and Y Minoro. Monkeys never cups. That's right. Monkeys never cramp. What do you think of that? Look at how, what we're powered by this week, Eric. We are we are super powered. And yes, get yourself as much gimp apparel as possible for a gimp he is and a gimp butter you can be as well. Uh, that's awesome. That got definitely got me to pop there, Andy. 
Randy is celebrating his 28th birthday again. No, Randy's having a great time over there. And uh, we're very, first of all, I just need to say seriously, we are very, very um, lucky to have Randy as a part of the network. And I am very lucky to have Randy on the show with me each week. So again, happy birthday, my friend. And uh, I hope the best for you today. Besides that, Randy, tell me uh, a little bit about your, your week and maybe any big plans you got for tonight. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for that, Eric. I appreciate you tremendously. Every day is a birthday with you as a friend. Um, I have big plans for the week. Hopefully nothing. My back still hurts. <laughs> uh, just sleep, maybe catch up on some of the wrestling that I haven't watched. Um, definitely I'm looking up on what's a... a Jason Mitchell Gint Nation t-shirt I might get. Let's describe him a little, Eric, to everybody. This guy Please. has more. He's a civilian. Okay. Just so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna portray this person or draw a picture for you. This gentleman is a civilian that has more merch than most independent wrestlers have. And not <laughs> only uh, like sell. Right. But not only does he have it, he wears every single piece of it from socks to shoes, from hoodies to T-shirts, from hats to tattoos <laughs> to everything. This man has it all. Is that correct? Eric? It, it's absolutely correct. It's actually funny when Gimpy comes up to you the first time because you would assume that he's an independent wrestler. And he <laughs> has wrestled independently once as Pizza Man. As Pizza Man, uh, when he was doing it for Brendan's, uh, no, 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 it wasn't as Pizza Man. Pizza Man was Pizza no? Man. No, no, Gimpy was Gimpy. Gimpy was Gimpy. Oh. Yeah, oh, the, I can't remember. I remember he came Pizza out Man. to. No, no, Pizza Man was last guy, gentleman. Pizza Man's a great dude too. Um, the only one that had anything on one up on Mr. Holden Albright during that match. But yeah, no, Gimpy was Gimpy. <laughs> um, yeah, came out to a. Uh, I forget what song it was, some country and western song, and all camouflage. And that's the other thing with Gimby is everything's camouflage. So and bright orange as a like a Superman logo type thing. So we're only playing yeah, orange. Everything is orange on Gimpy, that's for sure. Is this car orange? I can't can't remember this. I it think might it, used be, to be. it might not be. It I might, think Bobby might not be. I think Uncle Bobby B was such a big fan of his that uh, he went out and got an orange car just because of, I'm playing on that as well. But <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, how great. was how was my week? How was yeah. my week? Yes, that's what I asked. Buffalo Bills are your AFC North Division champions. Isn't that amazing? Can you believe that? I uh, I actually, to be completely honest with you, I can't believe that from the start of the season to now how things were going at the start. And it seemed like the team was just really uh, kind of letting down all of the potential critics and, and know-it-alls that said that they were going to go potentially 5 or 6-0 and oh at the start of the season. So it, it is a bit of a surprise, but a lot of things have happened and changed in uh, the landscape of the NFL, especially in that division, man. And yeah, I'm a little surprised about it. Yeah, well, they almost never even won the game on the weekend. How many turnovers as much as many touchdowns? Almost. almost. But listen, I'm... Josh. Yeah, Josh is always guaranteed to throw at least one or two interceptions per game. So if you are a sports betting man, that is like a lock every single time. I'm telling <laughs> you. There you go. But at least they get to see them another week. Uh, and I, I get them not to see play Kansas City. I really didn't want them to see play in Kansas City this weekend. So, um, 
Yeah. Next, well, a friend of mine now. actually has uh sorry to cut you off. A friend of mine has season tickets and he was actually kind of wanting them to lose. So he didn't have to go to the game in Buffalo because it's just going to be so cold. It's so darn cold. And as I look out my window here in lovely Milton, Ontario, the snow is finally coming down. Um, another friend of mine posted something really funny that just said the snow is a little late now. We're kind of ready for spring. So get packing. But guys, the snow is here to stay. We love yeah. Canada. That's it. They're actually giving warnings, too, that there might be um, some delays in the game already. So they're already doing it. I don't know if you remember the game last year where they had so much snow they couldn't even plow the seats. So people yeah. were literally plowing down, going into their seats. And it, it was ridiculous. So if that's what they're sort of planning for this weekend. And it's about time that we get it. So if that does happen, definitely advantage what? Buffalo. Advantage Honestly, what's Buffalo. sick? What sick, twisted bastards decided for the season to go on the time that it does for like us here in the Atlantic region? <laughs> we're just we're we're bound to have snow, and they're not going to cover up those stadiums because listen, if you go to a football game and that stadium's covered up, it's just not the same feeling. It has never been the same feeling. Well, um, I know, I know you, I know you went to a Buffalo game before. Um, mm -hmm. One of my worst games that I ever went to for being cold. And you, I guess you're going to, because Rich Stadium hasn't changed in a bit. But it was uh, Joe Montana's last game. It was a playoff Ooh. game. Um, it was Bills versus uh, Los Angeles at the time when Joe mm -hmm. Montana was playing quarterback for there. It was like minus 30. I think it was like 18 years old. And I went in a leather jacket, no gloves, mm -hmm. a baseball cap. You know what I mean? Oh, God. People were going to the bathroom you know the urinal trough urinal and warming up like literally there are hundreds of men in the bathroom warming up um so yeah it was a different experience but rich stadium <laughs> is probably one of the best stadiums to go to in the nfl just to watch a football game no it's fun but look being like too cold outside for anything is is never fun oh man but yeah the diehards will all be there everybody will be there the mafia will be split in tables that's for sure um randy we're going completely off the rails here we're starting an nfl podcast it seems but how are you tell you about my week because yes. i'm gonna go even further off the rails here and i think All you know right. what i'm gonna talk about Do you know what i'm gonna talk about no i don't so over the weekend <laughs> you look so disappointed sorry <laughs> over the weekend over the weekend i had the absolute thrill and joy of um i don't want to say watching but just fully experiencing a movie by the name of killer sofa oh yes, and I got to tell you that Killer Sofa might sound like it's a pretty cut and dry title, but this movie is deep. It has comedy. It has romance. And ultimately, it is truly just a love story. Um, <laughs> 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 43% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is currently available on Prime Video. It is thrilling, bizarre, and gory um, a little bit, I guess you can say. But if you ever imagined to yourself could my couch kill me uh you need to watch this movie because this will show you that it is a possibility and randy is laughing but he is sitting there on his chair and i know that as i am mentioning this to him right now he's wondering if that chair is going to become evilly possessed and take him out i know this is true when you go to eric b's house and you sit on his couch don't lose your change because the couch might eat you it's Eric B's killer couch now and I gotta on say, Prime Video. 
I got to say, there is zero CGI in this movie. So they know exactly <laughs> what they're doing. It is campy. It is ridiculous beyond ridiculous. And man, if you just want like a, a nonsensical hour and 20 minutes of your life to go by, go watch this movie. Honestly, I'm, I'm telling you, you should watch it. Laugh your ass off. It is funny. It is great. And Randy, that is the, the highlight of my week, believe it or not. Wow. Wow. That's really weird. But aren't you playing? He's dancing as he said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Eric is going to send me the link. So I'll put it in the description, the name of the movie and everything else, or at least the IMDb description there for you. So yeah, watch The Killer Couch. I'm killer crying, sofa. Kill, killer killer sofa, sofa. sofa. Listen, sofa. be respectful. I'm so respectful. I'm so the acting sorry. and directing are solid in this film, and you need to respect that, Randy. Name the lead. Um, some chick, <laughs> La- uh, lazy but, boy, <laughs> but no, Angelica, Angelica Houston actually shows up in it randomly at some point, you know, from uh, back in the day. But yeah, the top cast is Jed Brovey, who plays the amazing detective Bob Gravy, <laughs> and Pimoy May, who plays Francesca. Oh, nice. There you go. You have it. You have it right there. Go watch this movie. Yeah, folks. I do. I do. I do. All right, Randy, should we stop being nonsensical? Should we start talking about some more nonsense? Should we talk about Monday Night Raw? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. And we are coming live three weeks away from the Royal Rumble in Portland, Oregon. Randy, have you ever been to Portland, Oregon? No, but as a Billy Jack Haynes fan, I definitely should have been there. It's probably a little bit more entertaining than Albany, New York, but I'm still going at Albany. Sorry, guys. And, uh, you know, so far there's been some Royal Rumble matches announced. We do have some stuff that has been announced, and we have people who have been announcing their stake in the Rumble, such as CM Punk. And believe it or not, CM Punk is here on Raw tonight. I mean, I think they advertise that pretty heavily, but here we go. Uh, We're going to start off the show with Cody Rhodes getting cut off by Drew McIntyre in the ring. McIntyre said he had the title one last week, but he overdid it with the cover. Is he the problem? It's him. I love it when when, uh, Drew says, you know, maybe I'm the problem. And I can just imagine that a million Swifties are like, you're the problem. You're definitely the problem, Drew. McIntyre says, uh, you know, maybe he should leave for nine years so he can come back to a hero's welcome, just as Punk did which cues the voice of the voiceless, Mr. CM Punk, who says that we are in Piper country today. And believe it or not, McIntyre didn't wear his kilt. McIntyre says Punk has been back for more than a month without self-destructing, and he should congratulate himself for that. We hear about Punk declaring himself the locker room leader in the day, but nobody helped Drew. Drew is going back to that whole nobody cares about Drew McIntyre thing, which I actually have digged recently. Now McIntyre is back, and Punk is the leader. Punk says he's always led by example. Has McIntyre ever watched him in a match? Does he know who walked out of WWE 10 years ago? Punk says McIntyre came back bigger than ever, so Punk has to follow his lead. Punk tells him that he's talking his arse out of the Royal Rumble. So we have a nice little segment here, Randy, a good opening segment They are keeping the first match of CM Punk as special as it possibly can be, likely the Royal Rumble. But this is a nice little interlude that we have here in the meantime. What do you think about it? Follow the leader, 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 follow the leader. Yeah, um, you two don't strike me. I I, I don't sound exactly like it. Um, What did I think about it? Drew again, 
Um, where is Drew going? This like is he heel or face even? Like when he came out there and even like cut on Damian Priest a little too. I'm like, oh no, are they switching him like Big Show? Um, but yeah, it's it's something at least up until Rumble for both of both of them. Um, mm-hmm. it does actually make me think: Will Punk win this Royal Rumble? Will he eliminate Drew? Will like who's gonna win this? Um, so yeah, good opening segment. Like you said, they've been plugging the CM Punk for a week now. So and it makes Drew still relevant. But I don't know how many times he's gonna lose. Like this again, he's gonna be pushed so far down if he just keeps losing. He's just gonna have to beat somebody sometime. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that Drew, they've always wanted him to be in that main event, but they keep on booking and treating him like he is, you know, an upper mid carter at best. Um, and the same goes for other guys that we're going to talk about tonight who have had, you know, some, I don't want to say bad booking, but just decisions that have been made based on being backed into a wall that have kind of changed the way that we as fans see them. So those are great points there, Andy. Uh, up next, first match of the night here is Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa. This one completely comes out of left field, um, but here we go. The New Year's resolution for DIY is to win the tag team titles. Randy, you must have popped a little bit when you heard them say that. Yeah, yeah, right away. Like, boom, right out of the gate. New Year, new them, DIY. Um, yeah, I, I did, but it was a little quick. A little quick yeah. and for the circumstances, but they they do... I guess, sort of say the reason why before this mm-hmm. match, right? Yeah, exactly. A little unexpected for sure, but Champa starts out fast with an elbow to the face. Balor rolls through for a sunset flip and hits his basement drop kick. Champa channels his inner rattlesnake with a Thez press and buckles him down with some right hands to have Balor in some more trouble. Champa has gotten quite the run of offense actually here in this match um, as Finn misses his Coupe de Gras and they get into a fight on the floor, so Ciampa knees Priest off the apron. Going towards the finish of the match, back in the ring, Balor kicks the middle rope into Ciampa and loads up a suplex, only to have Gargano sweep the leg, sweep the leg, so Ciampa can fall on top for a pin. I, Randy, I know it wasn't clean, but I was still surprised that they gave this win here to Champa really setting up this potential ongoing feud that we might see between DIY and the Judgment Day. What are your thoughts? Yes, 100%. Uh, Judgment Day not having any luck as of late, and this is one one reason to prove it. Um, yeah, Gargano with that little uh, push, trip, whatever you want to call it, um, for the mm-hmm. pin and them going over, it, it, it would be, it will be good. Um, Judgment Day and DIY. I think the graphic was even new this this week as well. Did you see the opening graphic or whatever that came in? I don't know. I never noticed it before. I may be wrong. So please correct me, everybody, because I know you will if I am. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, it was good to see Trompa win. Um, I will say I noticed one big thing through this match, and maybe it's me or maybe me just looking too into detail of it. Um, With the production and done not being there. Mm-hmm. Trump is not a big guy. And I'm not saying Finn is, but you definitely seen a size difference even between Finn and Champa on this. Yeah. So maybe, maybe this is the style that they're um, not used to or what Mr. Dunn projected in past, but maybe that's my own opinion. I have no clue. 
no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, that's always been kind of the knock on Champlet, right? Is that he's such a workhorse, but the size isn't there. Ben Baller, to your point, is five foot eleven. So he's not a very tall man. He is like your average height, but he's in ridiculous shape. So you can never knock Finn for absolutely yeah. anything. Same goes for Champer, right? The guy looks like a million bucks, but you're right. They do need to drop those cameras down just a little bit. Take it off the Drew McIntyre height when they're going into these type of matches. That's right. That's right. Ba- backstage quickly, we got big time Bex. The Mon is talking about how Nia Jax hit her hard last week, but now she's back up. And now she's going to be entering the Royal Rumble. Ooh, okay. We got Becky in the Royal Rumble. Um, We don't talk about this type of stuff a lot, but when we think about like the women's Royal Rumble match, who I understand that Becky is almost going to be like your definitive winner, right? It's almost going to be written in stone. Who do you think is potentially a dark horse from the Raw roster to win it? The Raw roster? That's a bad, bad, the... Uh, thing to ask me on it um we're I talking raw we're talking yeah, raw i understand i understand but it, other than a couple of people i haven't been a big uh woman roster fan of the raw side comparably to smackdown uh, that is hard that is really really hard where's raquel think about where's raquel oh there you go yeah that's yeah. a good one yeah raquel, raquel? Is, we raquel is i think she's been injured but if she could make the comeback that would be a really good one that would be That's... a great one, actually. Rhea versus Raquel to Latina Mamis. No. It. <laughs> it's so funny. We completely forget that uh, Rhea is not Latina at all, but man, is she selling it like crazy. We are going to talk about Rhea very soon because she is the star. Well, she's one of the star of the shows tonight. I don't want to take it away from what you heard in our entrance today. So she is one of the stars of the show. That's right. All right. Let's talk about, uh, you know, some more future stars here and, well, current or past stars, if you want to put it that way. It's Kofi Kingston versus Ludwig Kaiser. Kaiser is honestly been, when I think about it now, the mistake that happened in the match with Giovanni Vinci last week is only going to be such a huge blessing to Kaiser and to push forward his singles career. So it's an unfortunate injury and it sucks that it happens, but you can see in this match here already that Kaiser is ready for a singles run. He's ready for that next step. And he is just completely brutal in this match to Kofi Kingston. This is a very well done story where I, myself personally, it was a brawl. There wasn't too many high spots and we had a double count out at the end of the match. Double count outs. Usually you would hear me talk so much nonsense about them, how much I hate them. But it was done properly here. Um, and then the brawl that happened outside of the match with Kaiser throwing one of the announced tables wheels first at Kofi Kingston's head and a running dropkick that slammed Kingston's head into the steel steps, leaving him lying there. Um, what do you think, Randy? Are we going to get Kofi Kingston an eye patch next week? A little bit of pirate <laughs> Kofi or what? There you go, Kofi Kingston wearing his Louis Vuittons again. Um, <laughs> but uh, Lug- Ludwig Kaiser looking like an absolute monster destroying yes. Kofi. I didn't know if that was Ludwig or Brock there for yes. a minute, right? So looking like the monster. Um, this is the comparison I'd like to put Ludwig on right now when I seen that last night. was Remember when uh, Dojcik and Keith Lee fought in NXT? 
and it was like Deutschek yes. was like this is pre-retribution type thing, but Deutschek looked yeah. amazing, right? Absolutely amazing yeah, monster, big star. Nobody could beat him after that. This is what Ludwig is definitely looking like. Um, but you're right, like what poor Kofi, he's definitely gonna be hurt next week. I think he's gonna be a couple weeks off. Well, next time we're gonna see him is at the rumble, maybe. Yeah, well, we need to see him at the Rumble. We're going to get a Kofi spot. The The last one, he he didn't have too much success with. So this year, we're going to have something he pulls out of the bag for sure. So good point on him. Uh, maybe coming back the Rumble time. Post-break, we go back to the new monster among men, which is Kaiser. Says that Kingston brought it upon himself for taking about Giovanni Vinci last week. Honestly, I know there's a bit of a discussion going on right now in the thread for Raw on the Facebook page, but I have to completely agree that Ludwig Kaiser is just, he drips money right now. The guy is charisma, talent. He has a great gimmick, which is working for him. But I want to talk a little more in detail because I made a point last night about how I could see uh, Ludwig being the one who takes the belt from Gunther. And the way that it happens is um, Imperium is going to have to break up eventually. We are going to see that happen. And now with Giovanni Vinci being out for who knows how long, it might break up even sooner than we thought. Could it happen by the Royal Rumble? Yes. Could Gunther come back next week and declare that he wants to go for something bigger and he wants to go for the world title? I think that it's very plausible that he would do that which would then set up Kaiser to take off the IC title from him. So that's how I think it's going to happen, folks. You don't have to agree with me, which is, again, what we love about wrestling is that we all have different opinions, but can still enjoy the same crap. Right, Randy? Everybody Val love everybody. But everybody love everybody. Valid points there, Eric. That would be a good theory. Hopefully it may go down for you on that aspect. Um, but yeah, dripping money. Like yes. like he's wearing the Louis Vuittons, eh? No? <laughs> He's wearing the loose boot and he's risen us all up. I love that <laughs> point that Donnie made there. But yeah, he's he's definitely risen us all up right yeah. now. Post-match brawl, um, you know, was great and it definitely made that match. But uh, here comes Nia Jax for a chat. And folks, I have not heard a crowd pop like this in a long time. But when Rhea Ripley's music came on and Nia Jax was starting to cut her promo and ring, Randy, what about that pop, man? People yeah. just want her to kill her. Yeah, just they're like violate her entirely. They're like, thank God she's coming out. Why couldn't Becky finish her off for us? But yes, Rhea Ripley of Judgment Day, I believe, will be the one that takes out Nia Jackson. That crowd uh, was very mild, I guess, when Nia came out, but definitely <laughs> uh, turned when Rhea Ripley's music hit. They gave Naya the Dom treatment. They yeah. wouldn't let her speak afterwards, right? Yeah. And that was like legit. That wasn't like they turned down her mic. They just gave her the complete Dom treatment. And Rhea came out, looked like a million bucks. That fucking smile that she had when she came out, man, everything was intense. Everything was wonderful. You couldn't even look at her like a heel for that entire promo. As heelish as she wanted to be or was trying to be, it's not happening. She's the one that is going to eradicate Nia Jax from our lives, hopefully, right? And it's going to be great. It is going to be great. Real Bloody Ripley is definitely not 
Becky Lynch. She's definitely above her right now. And that's not saying anything negative about Becky Lynch at all. It just Rhea. I, I strongly believe that Rhea Ripley is the top wrestler, not only in this company, but across the board. I don't think that there's anybody who's doing it better, gets better crowd reactions than she does. And again, this has nothing to do with only her in-ring work. It's just everything as a package. Yeah, yeah, and that includes Dom, right? You got both spectrums. Everybody cheering for one yes. and silencing the other. So that that's how you win. Yeah, absolutely. So great. Uh, maybe we get this match here for eliminate elimination chamber. Uh, we all know that they're going to put Nia into the Rumble, so it can't happen there. All right, we go backstage to our lovely chats backstage. Cody just starts chatting and poor. Cody, he doesn't even get a couple words out. He is getting attacked by Shinsuke Nakamura, who jumps him from behind to start the brawl. Here we go, folks. Uh, we are going to have a, what is it? A no-holds-barred match at the end of the night. Ooh, it's going to be fun. And you know what? It is fun. I'll say that in advance. I will say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is not fun, though. Uh, as much as <laughs> I might catch flack for saying what I'm going to say during this next segment, the women's tag team match uh, happens next, and it's for the women's tag team titles. Caden Carter versus Katana Chance versus Chelsea Green and Piper Niven for their contractually obligated rematch. Um, they gave these ladies 10 minutes to go, but honestly, the crowd and also the SNME group, uh, not group chat, sorry, the raw thread shows you. Um, that thread was active. That thread was on fire for the start. And it completely stopped when this match started. As soon as this match started, silence beckoned the SNME followers. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but it, it has to do a lot with the fact that we have just a non-existent tag team title division, a female tag team title division, especially on Monday Night Raw. Um, and Blaine did make a very good point that there's a lot of talent right now on SmackDown as well that will bolster this division. But for whatever reason... We just keep on having these makeshift tag teams, Randy. So anyways, yeah, that's me crapping on the division a little bit. Uh, Carter and Chance get out the win with their keg stand, which, oh, Katana just completely drops the knees on Chelsea. Did you see that? Just yeah. drops the knees. Boom. Yep. I hate that move, dude. I hate that move. I think that it's, uh, it looks very clunky. Um, and I think that your finisher needs to look special. It's true. That's true. Um, Chelsea Green's right. eyes uh, coming. But his overdrive. Yeah. Sorry. Chelsea Green's uh, eyes going out like Tom and Jerry in a cartoon from the 80s. <laughs> but I, I sort of agree with you. See, uh, I actually had a conversation yesterday about it. And they, they don't. There is no tag team division. Why even have the belts anymore? Like, is it really relevant? Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like. Like, I like Chelsea Green. I just like her her reactions like i like her persona it's not that i like her wrestling um yeah and every single thing that we're watching other than a real ripley match right now has been absolutely clunky so um it's not good it's not good for it especially like you said the chat went dead yeah i i just i made the point is anybody here to watch this anybody like does anybody care and not one reply was made not not one like, not one hate, not anything. So it just goes to show that we're misfiring right now with this division. And the talent is there. Uh, the talent is definitely there. It just needs to be done better. 
right. All right. So we started the show with this, so we're not going to beat it like a dead horse, but our truth just entirely blesses us and all wrestling fans last night with his amazing vignette. The dramatize if you haven't seen it, folks, you have to go and see it. The dramatization, the superimposing into pictures and videos, everything that he does here, especially when the baby is being held up by the doctor <laughs> and it says dramatization and big writing on the bottom. I laughed my fucking ass off. This was so good. Uh Donnie De Silva with the comment of the night on the SME page when he said. Uh, I hope our truth's mental illness never gets treated. He is amazing. <laughs> so well, he is I, right. I cracked up so hard. Yeah. He is right. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I apologize. Definitely the promo of the year so far. I will not forget. We've been all over the Shinsuke uh, vignette promos beforehand, but yeah. Our truth has been killing it every week. This is one reason why I definitely look forward to Raw every week. Please keep our truth on it. Um, yeah. This this Judgment Day thing that'll go forward with our truth and everything else with hilarity. Um, keep it going on forever. Like I have no clue yeah. what they're gonna do. It's it, it's not gonna get old. That's all I can tell you. But yeah, this promo was absolutely fire. Oh, it was, it was so good in, in every sense of the way. And me, I usually watch Raw the next morning, like this morning before we record so I can take it all in fresh. But I actually was watching live last night and I felt myself losing my attention before this vignette happened. And when the vignette happened, I was like, oh man, this is the best. <laughs> so it it literally made the show entirely worth watching live for me. And uh, I just... We we are so blessed by this man. He is the MVP of WWE, let alone the MVP of Raw when it comes to comedy spots right now. The guy is just fantastic. Pure fire. All right. That was uh that was great. So next match we have JD McDonough versus the Miz. And Dom is here and also our truth is here. So we got the awesome truth there at the ring. Um, but we still have our truth wearing his judgment day shirt. So it's all very confusing in a very good way. Truth Distraction lets Miz send McDonough into Mysterio and the skull crushing finale gives Miz the big win. We seem to be moving towards what seems to be awesome truth versus judgment day, potentially as a big match. Um, the, you know, the gunners coming in, the title holders being a little pissed off that they are dealing with our truth and McDonough cannot finish him off and stepping up and potentially putting the belts on the line. Randy, what do you think about that? Uh, I definitely like it. Well, we see like it's, uh, is it who, who faces? Oh no, sorry. I apologize. Somebody else is facing JD and, uh, uh, Dom next week. Um, but yes, uh, I, I like it. The awesome truth hopefully do come back or, um, our truth in the judgment day again, like who knows, who knows? Um, yeah. Dom and JD as a tag team, uh, I like. I think they're funny. Um, Dom missing his brother, Nick. Where is Nick? We all don't know. If people don't know what we're saying, it's back in that promo that we're talking about our truth. That was so good. But, yeah. <laughs> I never Nick met him, but he's my brother. Stereo. I never met him, but he's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like this. I Again, our, our truth involved with this making Miz relevant again. Uh, it, I don't know. It was all right. Yeah, I think it was all right, too. And I think that 
ultimately you want to move in some direction to take at least one of those pairs of tag team titles off of the judgment day. If you don't do that, then what is priest is just playing with that briefcase, right? It's just the toy for him right now. It's just an accessory when he doesn't have a tag team title. That's kind of holding him back. Then he can go for one of the major titles, right? But now, Oh man, when you think about who they've included in the roster now and where we are, how is priest going to do that? Like it's, I don't know how it's going to happen. They're going to have to make it happen, though. He's going to have to cash in at some point, and hopefully we all don't get disappointed with how he does it, um, even if he doesn't uh, you know, get to win. All right, but the rest of the Judgment Day is pissed off in the back. They say this has to end. Like, this can't happen anymore. No more R-Truth. We don't even... The best is when Finn is like, we don't even talk like that. <laughs> He's talking about the promo. Yeah. yeah uh the picture the picture of them as a family all wearing matching cardigans when he takes out jd's face and he keeps just the white body there and puts on an r-truth head on top of it (laughs) you see r-truth's head with white hands Hands. yes i was good to say that (laughs) oh the poor photoshopping was just so good we'll be talking about that like like again i won't forget about this um it was one of the best things that i've seen in a long time in pro wrestling all right, so here is Seth Rollins for a chat, and he is interrupted by Jinder Mahal. Part of me was like, holy crap, are they bringing The Rock out again? Is Rock <laughs> coming here for two weeks in a row? But much to my dismay and surprise, this looks like it's potentially some type of program between Jinder and Seth. Mahal says he was a bigger revolutionary last week than Rollins has been in years. Rollins agrees that Mahal has been overlooked, but everybody's done that on purpose. He appreciates Mahal coming back out. Mahal takes his cheap shot, and Seth eventually dispatches him. Randy, what the F is going on? I don't get it. Listen, I think Jinder Jinder Mahal probably could fit in somewhere here. I don't think he fits in against Seth Rollins. What are your thoughts? Oh, I don't know. I think it actually makes him relevant for a minute. He is a former champion. People forget that as well, right? Um, he is missing a couple of people beside beside him. And I'm not talking about yes. the Bollywood boys. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Jinder is a great Canadian. Um, and... I don't know. I like him. I really, really like him. He he's been doing the main events. He's been doing the house shows too. It's a little time for him to shine. Give him his five seconds back or fifteen seconds or whatever you want to call it. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I guess so. I, I think that it's maybe it's a curveball because we're sitting here talking about how bolstered the roster is right now. What are they gonna do with all of these people? And they're like, you know what? Let's just give these guys something simple and easy to digest for the next two or three weeks here. Uh, probably the next two weeks before we make it to Royal Rumble. I don't see the program existing beyond one or two matches tops. It's probably going to be it. And to your point about, you know, his backup missing, I completely expected that we were going to see Veer and other Veer um, run down and definitely attack during this segment. But Veer one and two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All righty, so the next match we got, it is Otis versus Ivar, and I honestly don't even know if this match counts as like the steak and frites, Randy. Usually we're talking about meat. Usually we're so excited for these types of matches, but what the heck? They just gave these guys five spots and three minutes to go, 
And that's not saying that these spots weren't impressive because they were. It was really, really great to see Otis pick up somebody as big as Ivar for World's Strongest Slam. Um, but Ivar hits his spinning kick and gets a moonsault, and we are done here in four minutes. Oh, but we got a caterpillar too, so I guess everyone's okay. Done in four <laughs> minutes. Ivar leaves the ring saying, you're a little man, you're a little man, you're a little man. It was a little match. To to to, to Zawawa, Tizawa, yes. Holy, yeah, to Tizawa, Tizawa came in at yeah. the end. But a spinning yeah. kick. I was like, Otis just got murdered by a whole bunch of different things. And the spinning kick, he laid out cold for like 15 seconds and placed yeah. himself nicely in the corner, getting ready for that 360 moonsault, <laughs> which which is very impressive, by the way. I will say that. But it made yeah. absolute no sense that poor Otis, like as long as he's enjoying it, I guess it's all right. It's a payday for him. But uh, yeah, I guess I, talking about filler. We're talking about having a stocked roster, right? They've been giving us yeah. this week after week. So, yeah, that's what happened here um, for sure. And you had 10 minutes, you know, dedicated to the women's match. And then the main event takes up a lot of time. Um, yeah. Going to be no holds barred. You know, there's going to be weapons involved. There's going to be chicanery. So, it's going to take up a lot of time. So, these guys, unfortunately, didn't get the time that they needed, but I guess this means that we're going to get some more of this, and I'm completely fine with that. Hopefully, it's not Tazawa versus Ivar next week, and hopefully, we just get a rematch. I would be sure. down with that. Work towards a rubber match. That's what we want to see. All right, Jey Uso is in the back, and he is yeeting up a storm, and he's going to yeet his way to the first singles title of his career, but Bronson Reed says, Not so fast, big fella. I'm big Bronson Reed. No, he doesn't say that. But yeah, here here comes Bronson. So we're going to get that match. Um, Bronson Reed keeps on getting pushed into the spotlight, which is good. Uh, he is probably, when I was thinking about it, he's probably one of the guys that Triple H has brought him back who actually has gotten a pretty good rub since he's been back with the company. He's gotten some wins. Um, when you think about SmackDown, yes, now they're pushing Killer Cross into that new stable. But before that, it was like, what are we doing with this guy? Why did we bring him back? So um, same with Mia Yim, kind of, right? Uh, I know I'm kind of going on a, a side tangent here, but I was thinking about that this morning. All right. So talking about the main event, Randy, we are here. It is Shinsuke Nakamura, Mr. Midcard versus <laughs> Cody Rhodes. And I hate to say Mr. Midcard about Shinsuke because I felt like they did so much to raise his stock. And ever since they've done that with the Seth Rollins feud, we've just seen misfires. And I'm not saying this match is a misfire because everybody loves a good no-hold-barred. Everybody loves weapons. Everybody loves that. But I just feel like they haven't done him properly. So we're going to start this match with Shinsuke trying to make Cody wait to fight. Cody runs out, gets the fight going at the entranceway, and Cody is sending him to the barricade. Back in the ring, Nakamura rolls away, allowing him to grab a kendo stick for some hard shots. Rhodes gets some stick shots in on his own afterwards. Nakamura knocks him down again, though, and some kicks to the chest of Cody in more trouble. So, Randy, we do see that Nakamura is getting a decent amount of offense here in this match, and it's probably the first time that I've seen them book a match with Cody when he does look like he's in legitimate trouble. Did you see that while uh, you were watching the match? 100%, 100%, but this is... Uh, they did the announced team they definitely put uh how shinsuke was a warrior a killer so i think it's like 
it, it worked well like together it gelled mm-hmm. pretty well but you're absolutely right on it and this was supposed to be shinsuke's style of match they brought up the the previous seth rollins match as well so Correct. shinsuke is a killer though like it, it yeah. should be that way cody is in trouble yeah there's no yeah. way cody could win this shinsuke has a chance no yeah, Shinsuke should be viewed as a warrior, should be viewed almost like you would look at like a ninja or a samurai. He should be that deadly and devastating and scary. And they do make a point again to Nakamura working the back. I was like, wait a minute, Cody doesn't have back problems. Like, why are we <laughs> talking about this? But we did that. And uh, eventually Rhodes is back and he gets his power slam grabs the table, but Nakamura takes him outside, which then the mist is loaded up and hits the timekeeper. For some reason, Cody is so concerned about the timekeeper that he lets Nakamura deck him. Do you, do you know why he's concerned? I'm stopping you right here about the timekeeper. Okay, did, you, did you recognize who the timekeeper was? I didn't. It's actually Cody's cousin. Oh, okay. Do you know who Cody's cousin is? No, no, you no. won't know. Berkeley Ottoman. Do you recognize that name? How how could I recognize that name? Easy. His father is the Shockmaster. That's oh 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 oh. Sorry. Yeah. For whatever reason, I in my head I thought Ottoman was going to be the thing, but yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uncle Uncle. Yeah, it's Uncle definitely Otto. Uncle Shock. Yeah, it's Uncle, Shock Uncle Shocky. Shocky. But that's why I was like looking at him and I like. Man, he does look familiar, and then uh, it came up all over the the websites and stuff like that. That's why. So yeah, okay. Well, yeah, quote. that makes sense. That makes sense with Cody. Sorry, I just had to point sure. it out. I just had to point out what you're talking about. No, I'm happy that you brought that up. That's uh, that's a nice little tidbit of information. So Doc throws Cody into the corner where a chair is propped up with the edge of the chair pointed towards the outside. There's no way that they planned that to happen that way. Like. If you threw another guy's ribs into the chair like that planned, that would be a crazy planned spot. So I think that chair probably slipped down at some point during the match. And uh, unfortunately, Shin didn't notice that. But Cody, we all know Cody can take those licks and just keep on going. That guy is ridiculously tough in the ring. Awesome. Pedigree gets a two. So Cody sends him through the table in the corner. Then the crossroads, enough to finish. Just one crossroads as well. That's all poor Shinsuke Nakamura gets. It was a very fun match. I can't knock this match because we got about a half an hour of good content, good wrestling content in between two different breaks. Um, But to see Nakamura continue to be put into these feuds where he really can't win, it just sucks. Honestly, I feel like he's one of the guys who has been really on fire in the last six months. And the booking just hasn't been there to make it happen for him. Randy, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Going Seth Rollins now into Cody Rhodes. Uh, the next one has to be success. Some success for Shinsuke, I believe. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it is sad because Shinsuke is so good in my head. I'm an older gentleman. And in my head, I always remember Shinsuke new Japan and I wanted to see that same Shinsuke here. Um, before the Seth Rollins feud, I honestly thought we were going to go in this direction, right? So once this is done, like Cody's been a little too long, I think. Even the Seth was maybe one match too long. Um, yeah. So let's let's set up uh, Shinsuke for success in the future. 
after this. Yeah, I mean, just give him give him another mid carder to work with. You know, <laughs> like just yeah. let's let's try to at least give him something good for. I don't want to say sacrifices because the guy isn't really sacrificing. He's probably had one of his hotter years in wrestling as far as being on TV constantly and being in our eyes. Um, so I don't want to take that away from him. Just like I feel like a lot of people kind of take that, took that away from Ricochet uh, because his matches weren't exactly too fire, but he was on TV every week as well. So, mm -hmm. okay. That was raw this week. Randy on your birthday. What are your thoughts of Monday Night Raw. What are my thoughts, Eric B? What are my thoughts yes. from this 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 Monday Night Raw from Portland, Oregon? Give it to me. Uh, uh, what welcome to the birthday edition of In This Corner. Welcome to In This Corner with Zane. Randy. What are my thoughts, Eric, of this week's Raw? My thoughts are... I hated it. To be honest with you, this was probably one of the worst Raws since the last year, to be honest. There's only two things that saved this week. Two things. Of course, Mr. R-Truth in the promo, right? That, that definitely saved me. Don't get me wrong. I know I said, like, the Ludwig thing I definitely enjoyed or whatever. But it's still, we've been given such quality for the last like eight months of rock consistently bang 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 day one was good bang 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 then to get this it was almost like it it didn't really care don't get me wrong the main event the main event was good it was a half hour like you said i think 24 minutes was the match time so that was good as well but you can't have two things in three hours to to make a, a, a full success the women's match didn't enjoy um the drew mcintyre cm punk it wasn't what i thought it would be i know that sounds bad it's cm punk but i i just don't know so out of this like if i were gonna give this raw rating it would not be that good it would actually be a thumbs down it's it's not two thumbs down because our truth thank you thank you for saving that but it is definitely one thumbs down. And that's why we are the worst raw review on the internet. And we reviewed the worst raw of the year so far for you. So just listen to us because we'll tell you to go watch it or not. This was In This Corner. Oh, my Lord, Randy, you uh, you cut deep there, man. Randy, Randy took what I said starting like at the starting of the show about Killer Sofa and being deep. And he was like, I'm going to go deep this week. I am going to cut deep. But all of his points are entirely valid. And yeah, this was a clunker of a show. This was a stinker. And um, I really enjoyed about three segments um, out of the entire show. So 
it, it just wasn't enough meat to the bones for us as Raw fans. But luckily, being only January 9th, and this is the worst episode of the year, hopefully things only get better from here. Hopefully things only oh, hopefully. get better from here. Yes. And what a treat it was for Randy on his birthday to have to take this all in. Yeah, I was really hoping it would be better last night. Like I said to you, I fell asleep during it last night and then this morning I had a hard time watching it. So, yeah, it was yeah. kind of hard. Yeah, it was a rough one. It was definitely a rougher one. But we all are here and we all made it through. And we all made it through this episode. So if you are one of those people that made it through this episode, first of all, we thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate that you guys tune in every week and uh, your feedback is super important to us. So if you ever want to give us any feedback, comments, uh, you reach us out directly. You can message me or Randy on Facebook. You can always comment on the posts that we made. And you can also join as a subscriber to our growing YouTube page. So if you prefer to throw it on the TV and just listen in the background, this show is available for you on YouTube as well. Absolutely correct. Yes. Go follow us at Dross Draws Raw. Eric B giving me the Iggy there. So <laughs> giving me the Iggy there. Dross Draws Raw. Just look it up on YouTube. But not just we're on YouTube, we're on Sunday night's main event. The best Canadian Canada's best and largest wrestling network. Um, with oh, yeah. a whole bunch of different shows, like the main show, Sunday Night's Main Event, hosted by Boris Aguilar, as well as the Law Live Audio Wrestling with your host, Chris Tidwell, and little Brady Wedham. We also have Collision Catch-Up with our friends Aaron and Matt Grant. We got um, Steve Swiss Rambling Review. Definitely great to see. He has an eight, uh, NXT show that he reviews i think now he's on portland wrestling that he's doing so it's really really good um we have interviews sometimes we have mlw rewind with uh, george mckay and uncle bobby b we have the unnamed dynamite review show with boris and dax that's a great new show that's came up came out they're doing a great incredible name it's an incredible name that's it to be named at a later date that's it and of course we got straight talk wrestling we also got um, Andre C and Mel B. Congratulations on the new show on the network covering all all things New Japan Wrestling. So yeah, look out for them. They'll be up popping here and there or everywhere with them. So again, Andre, congratulations. Mel, congratulations on that. Uh, always been a fan of yours and your opinions. But yes, uh, it was a long week. We also can find... Uh, my buddy here, not just on Draw Straws, but he's been popping in and out on the round table a lot on the main show as a late, late, sorry. Yes, I am. Eric B, where can they find you? Uh, they can also find me on Instagram at wrestling with Eric, but it is without a W, without a G. I know that's very confusing, but that is definitely a way you can reach me. But Facebook is honestly the best way that you can reach me. Send a friend request, send a, a message whatever hey if you want to send me hate mail you can do so as well depends on how much you think i hate cm punk um but yeah we might uh yeah anytime you want to reach me you can do so so guys yeah we are moving towards the end of the show here so again thank you so much besides that please take care of yourselves and each other and continue to live your lives impactfully yes and if you ever need a shoulder to cry on dm us everybody Live, laugh, and love wrestling. Deuces! Deuces!
Chiquita banana, and I've come to say bananas have to ripen in a certain way, and when they're flecked with brown and have a golden hue, bananas taste the best and are the best for you. You can put them in a salad. Grief? No, not yet, my dear. That greenish way you're looking means that you are ripe for cooking. How about me? No, no. When you are fully ripe, my dear, those little flecks of brown appear. Me? You're most digestible, my friend. Delicious, too, from end to end. You can put them in a pie any way you want to eat them. It's impossible to beat them. But bananas like the climate of the very, very tropical equator. So you should never put bananas in the refrigerator. Bananas are a solid food that doctors now include in baby's diet. And since they are so good for baby, I think we all should try it. Oh! See, 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 see.